We have risen from the ashes to school the masses. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Scholars of Wrestling Show. I'm your man behind the microphone, Scholar Jeff, along with being your current reigning and defending Scholars of Wrestling Party champion. And joining us this week, your current reigning and defending Scholars of Wrestling world champion and OG Undisputed Scholar in his own right, or just a regular Undisputed Scholar. I'm losing track of all these titles. One thing I'm not losing track of is Scholar Brian. Scholar Brian, how's your evening going, sir? It's going pretty good. It must be nice to have champions to chill up to every uh, to every recording. That that must it it must uh, it must feel good, Jeff, doesn't it? <laughs> it feels delightful. But you know what? With these crazy times we're living in, in just out in both in the wrestling world and out with all the morale that's been hit and just all the crazy scandals that have been going on. I can't blame anybody for not showing up, but you know what? That's what makes us the few, the proud, the dedicated, the champs of the scars wrestling show. Damn straight. <laughs> that being said, it's oh baby. There's a lot of crap going on in the professional wrestling world, but that's what we do. We talk it out. We address all the biggest topics in the wrestling world one by one. And this episode is no different, so let's jump right into it in this rather high and mighty... This is episode 420, after all. So let's... Weed references. I don't smoke out. I don't know. I don't know. So let's get high with it. Something... Okay, I'll stop. Either way, let's get to one of the bigger news topics of the week that seems to have materialized out of nowhere, because... I don't know about you, but for this one, I wasn't quite sure what to make of it at first. But now it's looking pretty legit. I am talking about the retirement tour, supposedly, for Goldberg. As the story goes, if you haven't been following, supposedly Goldberg was supposed to have been receiving a retirement match from his original contract with Vince McMahon, or at least his latest one. And he never got that match. So now he seems to be talking about a Goldberg retirement tour of sorts. Uh, there has not been nothing confirmed precisely about where he will be going and when. But as of right now, Goldberg is looking for a place to have his final matches of his career. Brian, what, what do you make of all this? And where do you think it's likely that he's going to end up at this rate? If we were talking about one match, a final match, so that Goldberg can go out looking like Goldberg, instead of how he went out, I believe his last match was against Lashley, right? Truth be told, if with I... the way his final matches in WWE went, I feel like they're all blending together and I just don't care. If it, yeah, it's like, if I remember correctly, the last thing he did in the E was put over Bobby Lashley. Which, hey, good. Make make Bobby Lashley look strong. Love it. But uh, am I clamoring for more Goldberg matches? If it, if it was one, 
just a blow off, go out for five minutes, do all my Goldberg moves, make me go out looking like looking like the way that Goldberg used to look, dominant, strong, just just have a just throw a match together like that. I'd be down for it wherever he showed up. AEW, ROH, uh, Impact, wherever you want to go, I'd be down for one match. I don't need a tour. I don't need multiple Goldberg matches. I, I, I don't... I, I don't need any Goldberg matches, but if there had to be one, just give me a regular old WCW style Goldberg match where he can go riding off into the sunset, never to be seen again, and I'd be okay with that. I don't need a tour. <laughs> Neither do I. However, given the state of things, there's two places I can see him winding up. With the rumor, uh, supposedly there was a report that he was working with a, or in negotiations rather, with a promoter out in the San Francisco, California area. And if I remember correctly, there's only one noteworthy organization that's based out of there that could possibly have something that Goldberg might be interested in. And that is New Japan USA. Because I'm pretty sure that's where the, the USA dojo for New Japan is located, is it not? I believe so. Now, if that were the case, and he does do something with New Japan, who would be the fit? In terms of a opponent... That's a very good question. I imagine there would be someone who is notable in terms of name recognition, but also has the ability to work with Goldberg and possibly carry his weaknesses at this point in his age. So I'd say the first name that jumps to mind is Tanahashi. Plus, at this point in Tanahashi's career, I think he's more willing to be more generous and take losses. So at this point, if Goldberg is like dead set on looking like a conquering hero and just sort of going out on top and sort of solidifying his legacy, and that's that's kind of what he wants at this at this juncture. I'm I I think there there's a there's a possibility there. I really do think there's a possibility. Yeah, I, I mean, as a retirement match, Goldberg versus Tanahashi would work. It it would probably also be really good. It's just like I'm not entirely certain how well Goldberg in a New Japan ring would go over. Which it's, is why I'm thinking it's probably not the first or only the most likely or only option for Goldberg at this point in his career. And if it comes to the one final retirement match, the match, quote unquote, 
there's really only one WWE alternative for this that's coming to mind. It's the same one I keep hearing out of everyone's mouth, and that's AEW All In at Wembley Stadium, and just adding that to an already massive card. The final match for Goldberg, it writes itself. Doesn't it almost doesn't even matter who the opponent is. I'm sure they can conjure somebody of worth, a whole lot of Sting. people. Sting. Sting. I don't, except I don't think. I, I know. I, 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 it's definitely Sting not going to be Sting. Sting probably if, wouldn't do it, but I mean, like, if you wanted to go full nostalgia act for his, for his, for his last match. Except that would be neither the of them are, in, are far from their prime, so I don't think that would do anybody well, any it, favors. It, it, but it's like if you're doing an attraction match, okay, it doesn't have to be good. <laughs> I just like if if you're doing an a Goldberg match isn't supposed to be good. It's However, like if you're, they, Gold, mm. if you're bringing in Gold, if you're bringing in Goldberg to a show, as of this point, it's an attraction. You're not trying to put anybody over. You're not trying to. You're not trying to make people look good. Okay, you're in it to make you look good. Okay, so you don't put them. So you don't put them with any of the new guys. You don't put him with any of the of the up and comers like Hangman, or you don't put them with the elite or anything like that. You don't. You're you're not trying to cause problems. Well, okay. let's let's make it a, a a scholar's quick talk for a moment here. You've got the pencil. You're working for W. Your AEW. You got the pencil. Who would you book for both Sting and Goldberg's final matches? How would you do it? Oh, oh well, Sting is the obvious. Okay, Sting versus Darby Allen. That, that that would be agreed would be my retirement match for him uh goldberg that that's a bit i got a name right in the top of my head right because because, because goldberg and sting are two completely different animals at this stage in their career stings trying to put people over on his way out He's gonna put. He's gonna let Darby Allen beat him, and Darby Allen's gonna be shot to the moon after that. Okay, to be the guy who retired Sting. Yeah, that that's how I would book that. But Goldberg isn't trying to do that. Goldberg, as I as we've stated, wants to be the conquering hero. So on that note. And taking that into account, I see. I see you've got something brewing, so I'll let you go first on this on that one. My gut tells me that this isn't always just about being the the conquering hero. My view is that this is about ending, solidifying Goldberg's legacy, and just leaving on a high note, and. Despite his recent history, 
I don't think you necessarily need to come out as a conquering hero in order to do that, if that's your goal. There's a way to to do that to and to conclude your legacy on a high note. And I think that does involve in both cases for both Sting and Goldberg to pass the torch to a successor to your character's legacy. And there's a few names that you could that could fit that bill for Goldberg, but really there's really only one that springs to mind first and foremost for me and that is Wardlow. You pass the torch to a word. big badass powerhouse and Wardlow I could also see like a powerhouse Hobbs being that kind of guy as well. Maybe a couple others. But, but as far as what AEW is doing, Wardlow is the first one to come to mind. Easy. Yeah, I I, I actually 100% agree, especially with what happened on uh, Dynamite with uh, Wardlow now having Arn Anderson as a mouthpiece it, and, and like showing him the ways. It's like Goldberg can come in and try to be the conquering hero. He can he can try and just get taken down by Warthog. And that can be the way that he goes out. That that I I didn't think about I I didn't think about that until the build up of what you were saying. Like as you were talking I was like, he's got to say Wardlow, and I'd actually be down for that. <laughs> wow, I actually got uh, Brian to change his mind for once. That that's got to be a first. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, only, we're all allowed uh, one, I guess. Hey, hey, but only, but only one. Okay, okay. okay. We'll we'll no, see how the rest. No, of the not night even. Goes. No, no, but only if Wardlow takes him down. Okay, if he's gonna do the same, if he's gonna try to pull the same shit he pulled with Bray Wyatt, I'm not down for that. Get it out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, indeed. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of AEW as a whole, another report that's been going around is that not only is there a new show in the works, supposedly called AEW Collision, but there's also a brand split to go along with this including the possible return of CM Punk to the active roster. What do you make of all this? Well, first of all, let's stop saying possible. Okay. Hey, I've got, I've just gotten to the point of I'll only believe it when I actually see it happen on my screen. Maybe I'm a cynic. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's happening. Well, We'll put it out there right now. At least I will. And I think that it was why Warner Brothers Discovery gave them this gave them this show. Mm-hmm. I I think that the reason WBD gave them this show was because the higher-ups want CM Punk back on TV, but they know it won't go over well with the regular Dynamite crew. Hmm. Because really, I think 
if Tony Khan had it his way, I think he would have bought out CM Punk and sent him on his merry way. That's okay, what I find very this, interesting about this whole scenario. This, like, so there are so many parties that aren't saying anything right now that until we actually, again, maybe this is just me. It very well could be. Yeah. But I get the impression that until something actually happens, nothing is concrete yet. And yeah, it's just, like this especially is... when it comes to how everyone feels about each other and who can work with each other and who absolutely can't. And is Punk getting special treatment? Getting a whole other yeah. show for him? Like this. This know. is all. This this is all speculation, but it's also for me a, a lot of it makes sense. A, a lot of it does make sense because it's like the first of all, okay, you've got all the members of the elite are just going into the CM Punk bit for a second. Okay. Warner Brothers wants the ratings hit. But they need to remember how it worked out when he first came in. Okay, when CM Punk first came into the company, yeah, the ratings went up for a good month, month and a half. For about a month, month and a half, they were getting a million viewers and above and and all that. But he... What Sam Punk fans need to realize is he's not the needle pusher that you think he is. Okay. Because after that month and a half, it went back to, it it went back down to the median. It 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 not the median, it the it settled back to the mean. Okay, about nine hundred thousand, eight hundred fifty thousand and nine hundred thousand views. Okay, CM Punk is good for short-term rating bumps for for the business people in the for the TV business people in the crowd. It, it's like he's good for short-term. Is he good for AEW in the long term? I'll tell you what I've got I'm an not, answer in my mind. Oh, I'm, fin- I'm go not, ahead, finish your thought. I'm not entirely certain. Because you have to remember, right now, every member of the elite are negotiating or or their contracts are coming up. Okay, and they're in the renegot they're in the negotiation phase of trying to get new contracts. And as this information about the elite is coming out, all of a sudden CM Punk wants back into fray. <laughs> okay, that, okay, I'll bite. That's an interesting take. And also, okay, you can't have Hangman Page and CM Punk around each other, at least on TV in storyline phase. Not right now, because during that feud for the world title, he buried 
Hangman paid so far down in the dirt that it took six months of John Moxley, the elite, and the and the Blackpool Combat Club to to dig him out and get him back to where he is right now. You can't have the person who did that around who you are bigging up as your as your top babyface. Hangman Page is going to be the number one babyface of that company. As as long as 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 long as it's allowed to grow and it's allowed to happen. Okay. Sam Punk almost killed that. Because and... of because of because of disrespect. Okay, this isn't WCW. This isn't the WWE. This isn't the old timers club. Don't it, it, none of that. Okay, so is he best for business in the short term? Yes, I will give you that. I I will give you that it's best for business for him to be brought back into the fold, and. And for him to be on the shows, is he good for long term? That's the question. That's the question that everybody needs to come to grips with, because that I'm not entirely certain. I think that there's no question that he is absolutely, absolutely has value in the long term. That to me is not the most relevant question right now. The most relevant question right now is. What is Punk's response going to be? And what is everyone else's response going to be? I believe is 100% possible for all parties involved to check their egos at the door, act like professionals, and just do good business, make good wrestling. I I believe that's 100% possible. Is it the most likely option? Frankly, I think it is. I think that all people involved are capable of being professionals and working out their issues in a more constructive manner, even if it's just a matter of Tony Khan finally finally putting his foot down after getting a serious wake-up call after All Out and just saying, okay, whoever's starting the shit, cut the shit. If the other yeah. person starts the shit, make sure you don't start spreading the shit. Everyone's way too talented. They're leaving too much money on the table, including for me. Get your shit together. We'll have a big-ass six-man match at Wembley. I'll come damn near close to selling that bitch out. Pardon my I, French, I would but like, you will. I, I would like to 100% wholeheartedly believe that. I would like to, but we've been down this road with CM Punk before. We have. I, I would like to think that he's grown in the, in the, what is it, will be 11 years now, 10, since he walked out of WWE. I'd say, it's, I think it's been closer to like eight at this rate. Okay. So it's it's been eight years. Okay, I would like to think he's grown past that. I I would like to, but it's always going to be in the back of my mind. 
okay, we've been here before. <laughs> we've been here before, and he couldn't work with the people that he he couldn't work with the Rybacks and the Shields and the he couldn't he he couldn't work with that in the WWE. So it's like it's always in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, I I I would like to a hundred percent believe that everyone has grown up, that CM Punk has grown up. They'll be able to put their bad blood aside and make money because that's gonna make money. Okay, everything about that. Add in the extras as well. FTR, Jericho, Moxley. Add in the extras. That's licensed to print money. Okay, but it's a but it's also there's there's that part. We've been here before. How long until we're back here again? And that is where the wait and see approach absolutely comes in because again, there's been a lot of radio silence over the past several months from a lot of people who knows what we're going to get, who knows what's happening inside, who knows what talks are happening behind closed doors until something actually shows up on our TV screens. We're not going to know for sure, but speaking of things happening on ours, yes, continue, but, but it's also convenient timing of the announcement of the new show the first episode of that show is in Chicago come on you actually think that there's a shot that CM Punk's not on that show (laughs) no question I was always a part of the camp that believed that CM Punk was going to come back eventually just a matter the big question was just a matter of how yeah, the moment they announced the new TV, the the moment they announced the episode of Dynamite that's going to be in Chicago, the week of is is that the week of Wembley, or is that the week before Double or Nothing? That I can't quite I can't remember. But once they actually announced it and said we're coming to Chicago, I'm like that's where CM Punk's coming back. Then again, because they haven't there have been, been there. other there have been other Chicago shows before that, where like everyone got all hyped up and think, but, okay, is this when he's going to come back? And nothing but, happened. But not before. But not before. It, the noise hasn't been this loud. He hasn't been in the news at that time. He hasn't been in the news. FTR wasn't talking him up. And and there had, there wasn't all this all this news in the dirt sheets about CM Punk wanting to come back and all the and all this stuff. Okay, now there is. So now it's like they announce a rend- they announce a new TV show on Saturdays. They announce that the first edition is going to be in Chicago. Come on. <laughs> yeah, the writing's certainly on the wall here. <laughs> And again, I I don't blame anybody for not wanting CM Punk back. I think there's absolutely a road for or a he, there's a road to be traveled for everybody involved. But I do think it's going to be some, might not be as universally wow as when he came back 
to it came to AEW and back to the world of wrestling again. But I still yeah, think because, there's a place and a road forward for Punk and all involved. And I'm yeah, hopeful that we're going to see something good. Be, because it's, as I said, when it first happened, I'm like, he's no longer appointment viewing for me. Like, it's it's like, oh, cool, Sam Punk's back. We're going to have good matches, yay. But it, But it's no longer like, oh, my God. Because... It, it, because there's that bit of my brain now that that yeah. is, that should have been that should have been there from the beginning, but I thought, hey, maybe with the time off, he would have sit, he would have cooled down and settled down a little bit. Well, <laughs> turns out hey. that didn't happen, and and now we're here, and and now we're here in this area now where it's like, oh, cool, he's back. Okay, okay, when's this shit gonna go down? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it, that remains to be seen. And we're actually, we're, you know, we're all gonna be watching no matter what ends up going down. But as far as WWE is concerned, a lot of things are on the horizon there too, including the rumor of some supposed NXT call ups to the main roster. Now happening in a couple over a couple next couple weeks in the WWE draft. Uh, some of these were listed as possible spoilers. Have you heard any of the names that were rumored to be called up? Well, I just heard today about Ilya. Uh, how do Dragunov. you say his last name? Dragunov. Dragunov. Yeah, and and I'm like, well, that's good because. If legitimately, it's like, what does he have left to do? He's he's been due so, for a call up, along with the a bunch of the other people who are listed as being call ups on the list. Exactly, it's like Grayson Waller. Okay, he's pretty much done all that he can do down there, except to win the uh, win the main title. But he's going after that. At the yeah. uh, next spring breaking, so he's he's not gonna he's not gonna win that, but it's his first. Uh, I think it's his first uh, title match. I, I think it's his first go round for that title. So it's like you lose that, and then you come up to the main roster because other than that, there's nothing more for you to do down there. Yeah. Roxanne Perez, Roxanne Perez. Mm-hmm. I thought that she was going to be a call. I I said that she should be a post WrestleMania call up. Yeah, a lot of these other names that I'm seeing really are not shocking at all. Uh, for the record, the other names that have not been announced yet are pretty deadly. Tyler Bate, who just had a a recent match on, I believe, like main event or something like that. Cameron Grimes, my boy, KC Express, Fox and Perez, Grayson Waller, we already said, and Zoe Stark, who I've also been very impressed with lately. Oh yeah, yeah. She came back from injury, and she's been uh, she's been tearing it up. But uh, it's it's also I I want to see Ilya Dragunov versus Gunther again. I I need to see that. Oh, and that's a pay-per-view saw, seller right there. Because I, I saw a photo on Twitter 
this morning about a new SmackDown 6. And you had Sheamus. You had Gunther. You had Drew McIntyre. You had Pete Dunne, or Butch, if you will. <laughs> okay, you had Ilya Droganov. And I forget who the sixth man was. But I'm like, I saw the picture, and I'm just like, give me all that. <laughs> I yeah, need it. there's definitely those <laughs> in WWE who absolutely see the potential of Ilya Droganov on the main roster. I think we're all going to see it. Yeah, I'm like, all the names that you put on the list, all the names that you brought up, all of them make sense. So I would not be surprised if if during the draft we saw some of their names pop up. Well, speaking of seeing names pop up in unexpected places, I didn't expect to see the name Ted DiBiase Jr. show up again, especially not in the way that it did. I oh. first heard this, let me rewind a bit because the way I found out about this seemed very different than what you seem to know. First, I hear that he got arrested for misappropriating millions of dollars in federal relief funds as looking at around five or six years in prison, something like that. And then we hop on our, our this call to record, and now you're telling me he got tied up into a much bigger conspiracy that somehow Brett Favre is involved? Like, Break it down for us. What's yeah. this all about? This is all a big thing that's been going on for about three years, this happened about three years ago, two or three years ago. Okay. And it was a huge, it was a big thing that went through the state government all the way down. Okay. So it's, so this is the first time I'm hearing about Ted DiBiase Jr. being involved, but I was brought into it. I I was brought into knowing about it when Brett Favre got caught up in it because he used some of those misappropriated federal relief funds to build his daughter a volleyball stadium. Oh, boy. Okay, and, and there's text messages out about it uh, asking if people were going to find, if people were going to be able to find, to find out. And all that. So it's like, and and now there's a lawsuit going on between Brett Favre and Pat McAfee because you know once Pat McAfee finds out about your shit, he's not gonna shut up. <laughs> okay, that's it. Ooh, so, boy. so Pat McAfee's talking about it on his uh, on his studio podcast show, and and calls him a sticky finger bandit. And Brett Favre now suing him for defamation, not obviously not knowing what defamation means. So, so, and and then and now finding out that Ted DiBiase Jr. is even more involved. If he's looking at five to six years in prison, 
Okay, that means he's one of the main ones who is doing it. Okay, it goes it it goes up through the government, like this, the government all the way down. So <laughs> it's oh, it's boy. a big thing. It's been in the news, and it's it's federal relief funds that are supposed to go to the less to the less uh, fortunate of Mississippi which is the which is one of the worst poverty states in the United States and they're using millions of that relief fund for whatever they were doing with it so if Ted DiBiase goes to jail. Good riddance. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this whole story, just from a wrestling fan's perspective alone, is so damn bizarre. Especially when it when we see how extensive it is. It's like I I don't know even know where to begin with that. This, especially after seeing Ted DiBiase Jr. Like of all the random names to get involved in. Something right. like this, like holy crap! Well, he he tried to be the million dollar man. The pun, the puns, and the punchlines just write themselves. What yeah, he he tried to be like his father, except his father did it legit, and he did it the not, not so legit, much. <laughs> not so much, and he got caught. So. You know what's what this kind of story will eventually show up on? This story will show up on the show Dark Side of the Ring, which bring it full circle is now segues. <laughs> yes, I am the master of them. They're flawless. Don't at me, bro. Dark Side of the Ring, season four. It's happening and it's coming out May 30th. I'm a big fan of this show. I love it. I know that uh, you've only caught some of the episodes, but there's looking like to be some really crazy ones on the horizon. There's four episodes that have been confirmed. There's probably going to be at least six or eight on the horizon of season four. But for this an one... Hour of tel- an hour of telling me how much of a freak Marty Jannetty turned out to be. <laughs> yeah, we've got some wild ones. We've so far the episode four of the episodes that have been confirmed are Marty Jannetty, the Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch situation, Magnum TA, which I'm sure that they got Jim Cornette to gush all over that one. And one that I really am curious about, Abdullah the Butcher. I love my death match, guys, and this guy, ooh, I can only imagine what they must have that, that That dude, him... Terry Funk, Mick Foley, pioneers of the that pioneers of the match that of the match that all the purists hate. <laughs> uh, call me a psycho for all you want, but I do enjoy oh, I love a it. death match. And just, I love a you know, good death butcher, match. Just, I don't know how to feel about him, but it will make for very compelling television. And right now, I have to admit, I'm just. I'm a little disappointed that I'll never be able to eat at his restaurant. So supposedly it got really good reviews, and I was like, if I ever head out that way, I want to go to Abdullah the Butcher's House of Ribs and Chinese food. Just to say I did. <laughs> I'm guessing it's shut down. 
Yeah, supposedly it just recently closed, and now Abdullah the Butcher is all but flat broke. Ah, boy. So, yeah. That... And you're too old to take more forks to the head. So... I mean, he could, but he'll... the man's got a lot, must have a lot more health problems other than just taking a, another fork to the head. Like, oh, yeah. With with all the with all the shit he used to get into, I'm I'm sure there's other stuff going on. I don't like to speculate, but with the era that he wrestled in, and with the stuff he used to, and with the stuff he used to do in the ring, I'm sure he's not all there. Yeah, but there. Either way, there's going to be a whole lot of ground to cover in all of these stories and if they apply the same level of care and craft to the rest of the seasons of Dark Side of the Ring which supposedly is Vice TV's biggest show by a mile I'm really I am absolutely looking forward to this I'm I'm on board with her every single episode Oh, oh yeah, and and as for the Vice TV thing, if if Dark Side of the Ring wasn't on Vice TV, I get I I would not know that there was a TV station that was named Vice TV. I would have no idea. So it literally course, put them on the map for so many so, of us. Yeah, it's like so. It makes sense to me that hey. You, it would be their highest grossing TV show and it would be the one they promote the shit out of because without it, I wouldn't know what your station is. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm going, I know what I'm going to be watching on May 30th. I know a lot of other people will be too. And I'm probably bringing it up to talk about the recaps and any new revelations on this show. So come whatever May on May 30th. We're all going to know about it. And on that note, I think we've exhausted all the major stories from the prof- crazy world of professional wrestling at this point. So now is the time in our show where we turn it over to you, our fellow fans. What was the biggest story that caught your attention? Where do you think Goldberg is going to go? Who's going to get called up? What's going to be happening with the CM Punk situation and this new roster split in AEW? Whatever you think, we want to hear from you. So drop us a line all across the internet. YouTube comments, Facebook posts, whatever social media you can find us. And if you want to join the conversation yourself, join us on the Twitter machines. Brian, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at Atomic Beanpole. And you can find me at I'm Robbie Rage. And for all of these relevant social media links and more, check us all out at our link tree at the description below. That's Linktree slash Scholars of Wrestling. And with that, it's time to reel it in and see where this all goes. We're going to be paying attention to everything and because you know who we are. We are the Scholars of Wrestling, and you have just been schooled. You're welcome. You're welcome. See you all next week as all the drama unfolds. (laughs) 